I can't believe we're getting married. Shit, we have to plan a wedding. Okay, take a deep breath. Relax. We got you. I'm Chris Serna. And I'm Ashley Aiken. And we are your wedding vendor besties, giving you permission to ditch tradition. This is your day, and we're here to give you permission to do things your way. Together, let's make your wedding intentional as fuck. You are listening to The Bridal Breakdown. Hey guys, welcome back to The Bridal Breakdown. I'm Ashley. And I'm Chris. And we have been talking about Chris's new podcast. Have you guys listened to it yet? It's so good. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I do a small plug. Uh, If you're listening to this episode now, that means that our next episode is out. And this episode is going to be super, super, super relatable to anyone who's listening right now. Literally, we asked the question, what do you wish you knew? In your first year, like going, what do you wish someone would have told you like your first year of marriage was going to be like? Uh, And we asked our followers that on our Instagram. We got a lot of really good responses. Some were hilarious. Some were serious. Some were super insightful. So, and then, uh, but yeah, that's that episode. It's out now. The link is in the show notes. You can go check it out. Filter free. I look up Chris and Lara. That's how I found you. That's how I find you literally every single time. That's actually how everyone said they found it was Chris and Lara. It's so much easier. I started with no filter, which that was really confusing because I was like, what is the name of the podcast? Is no filter? And it wasn't. It wasn't. But I did Chris and Lara and I found it. That was much more easy for me to remember. Yeah. So we're, Um, we're coming in there. I was asking Ashley for some feedback and she gave me some feedback and it was good. And we, but yeah, that's what we were. So it's funny because we went, so you and me typically record on Thursdays. Yes. Lara and I recorded today, but I think we're going to try to record over the weekend and release early, like Monday or Tuesday, um, and just see how that goes. I, I think it makes sense for our listeners to get an episode on Friday because they're going to do wedding planning probably over the, the weekend. weekend. But for, um, for us, I think people are probably just going to listen throughout their week and probably not on the weekend no, at all. That's what I, I mean, I listen to your podcasts when I'm driving to work <sighs> And things like that. So it's really great. I have, I very, very, very much enjoy it. Now, I want to think, what is something that I wish somebody told me my first year of marriage? Ooh, this will be good. <sighs> I mean, everybody tells you that the first year of marriage is really hard. Yeah. And I would 100% agree with that. Yeah. But my first year of marriage was in 2020. And so I just don't know. So it's like, know it was already, it already going to be hard no matter it what. It was really hard. We said, Lara... I think what Lara said she wishes she knew was like that it's like it's not just gonna it's it's gonna change. It's not gonna be the same that you were when you were dating. Like and you're gonna have to keep putting work into it. Yeah. That's what she said some she wishes someone would have told her. I think for me, I, I wish somebody would have uh probably told me like, hey, you're gonna have to change the way you live your life. Like you're not single anymore and you cannot have a single mindset in terms of like only thinking about myself mm. and my actions. Mm-hmm. Like I did have you guys a, live together before you we didn't see. So that's a completely no. different perspective. Yeah. than mine. Yeah. We, we didn't live together before we married. Um, so yeah, that's that was a lot of adjustment. That was a lot of adjustment. Plus she got pregnant right off, right out the gate. So yeah. we talked about, that. I was like, do you think, no, I remember better, listening. Or do you think they would have been? Well, I like how she said on, in your podcast, she was like, this is last week's, but she said, you know, we had to grow up really fast. And I was thinking, I like giggled to myself and I was like, true, but also you guys chose to get married really young. So like that was a choice, but then you had yeah. kids. Anyways, it was just yeah. funny. Yeah, we did. It, you, it's you just crazy. Immediately. Like, and then it's also just being in the, like the Christian culture too. Like it's like really encouraged. You get 
married young. Like it's totally fine. I've known people that they say that was the worst decision of their life. Like getting married out of guilt. That wasn't our case, but like some people they're like, Oh, we have to get married because this is, you know, the right thing to do. And then it's like, Oh buddy, that, that decision is more than just the right thing to do decision, you know? Yeah. So yeah, we, that's, that's the conversation we talked about this week. So I would encourage you because we, there's some really good things that people share with us that we actually talk about. I think everything that that people shared are things that we experienced in some way, shape, or form. Some of them to more, like we really, really experienced those. And then some of those are like, yeah, there was a little bit of that. Um, But I think it would be really valuable to any of you guys that are getting married to go ahead and go listen to that. Because you can be proactive. You can eat eat the meat, spit the bones. Yeah, I think I, Justin and I, I think I wish that I would have learned. And I'm still working on this because we lived together for six years before we moved or before we got married. And I can't believe it was that long. mm -hmm. Six years. And I. How long have you guys been together? uh, Coming up on nine. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Coming up on nine. So we lived together for six years before we got married. And I, so we had our own lives and I was very independent and getting married. Not that there's, I really thought nothing was going to change. And granted, a lot of things didn't change. We'd lived together for so long. But something I've been having to work on is being a team with him and not just like living my life because we've been together so long that I, and I still lived my life because I was me and he was him. And now like we make decisions together and that we used to not, I just used to make a decision for myself. And so that's been a really big shift for me. And then another thing that I wish I would have taken more seriously, I think is continuing and deepening my friendships instead of putting all of my energy into my relationship. And that is something that I still, as you know, struggle with in just general. I don't have a lot, like I have the same friends that I've had forever, but I I haven't fostered those friendships. Um, And so I just wish that that's something Mm. that I would have put more priority in is that like, even if your relationship is your end all be all as that's the goal, your friendships and friendships, this is like from like the art of gathering book and everything. Yeah, It's so vital to your happiness to have people other than your partner. Yes. And so I think that that obviously that has nothing really to do with marriage, but it does. No, it's but like, it does because you can lose your identity. I mean, how many times have you heard of people like they put their everything into the relationship, which is good, but then it's like, God forbid something happen, you know, but like if they're not, you're not with your person anymore for whatever reason. And then you have nothing left because right. you didn't foster any relationships. And I'm not saying that's why you do it, but like you need time away. Like distance makes the heart grow fonder. Mm-hmm. That is a cliche, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. That's why it was so hard for COVID because people didn't have the distance. They didn't have the ability to let their heart grow fonder because well, they were no, stuck in the house. You're right. When you leave, like even if you would go, like I wish we could normalize slumber parties, like girls still having slumber parties in their adulthood. Like, Guys go like have I've a guys night, doing girls that. doing like that. That's like so wonderful. Yeah. It's just like girl stuff. And I loved that so much growing up. And then you get to like go home, even if it's just like a girl's night. And I yeah. know a lot of people do do girls nights, but doing them frequently and often, and then you get to go home and you have stories to share. Yeah. Like I'm self-employed. Justin is home and 
I like never have things to tell him yeah. besides about work. And he's like, I don't need to hear about that website build <laughs> or I don't need to hear about this wedding that happened, you know, whatever. Right, right, right. So I think that that's something that nobody talks about, but just maybe we like prioritize really your friendships. Good, yeah. Yeah. There was something that someone brought up that like your relationships, like they wish they would have told them that like your go-tos, your, your rocks, like your, your, your foundational people, like, those, some of those are going to, like, those dynamics are going to change, especially if they're not in the same stage which of life as you. Which that is so true. Which is, like, it's really tough, but, yeah. And then understanding, like, you need to foster those friendships that you have. Yeah. And That's really good insight. Fostering friendships that you have, but also knowing that it's true, like, friends stay for a season. And, like, this can go right into the topic that we're going to talk about right now. I was literally thinking about that. Friendships stay for a season, and... You know, you might have, let's say you pick a bridesmaid and two years after the wedding, you guys don't really speak anymore. I talked about this early on in the podcast that I carry some guilt for being a bridesmaid and then not really still being friends with the bride just because we grew apart. But knowing that that's potentially going to happen, like that friend might serve you in that season. And for whatever reason you drift apart, whether that's they end up becoming mothers, you end up chasing your career, whatever the fact is, like whatever friends change seasons change and it's okay and like you can yeah. still love them for who they were in your life while you needed them yeah i think that that's a sign of like maturity honestly to be friendship is like so hard as an adult like it's hard as a teenager but what else do friendship you have is heartbreaking as well, a like teenager. what do you what do you what else do you have aside from your friendships and then it just gets complicated as hell when you're an adult because it's like now you're like you have your friends, you have your work friends, and then you have like your friends that you can have with your partner. And they're like the mutual friends where you guys both like the other people. Oh, that's hard. And that's the that's hardest. The that hardest is the thing. hardest thing. It's and like one of them is cool and the other one like, is oh like, oh my God, ugh. what'd you think? What'd you think? It's like. It's like, I can, I can tolerate that person. Yes. Yeah. But it's like very rare to find like the two people that you can hit it off with. So, and then there's like keeping your childhood friends and then like, it, it's a lot. And then when friendships end, it's really hard. And I'm realizing now more and more that people don't even actually have conversations. They just let a friendship fizzle out. Yes, absolutely. And then, and then. Well, how do you have that conversation? You know, like, do you, does, is that, is that conversation needed? Uh, I don't know. This is really hard for me because I mean, I've been talking about this a lot in therapy. Uh, you personally know, like some dynamics that I have with some friends that have recently changed and it's really ironic because i had just i say just lair and i have been processing through a lot of the hurt that we've had with the friendship kind of fizzling out but just a lot of uncertainty but there's like not enough maturity in the friendship for us to even have a conversation because the last time we tried to have a conversation it just went to like shit hit the fan and so we just kind of let it do what it did and it fizzled out and uh we recently reached back out to like one of the couples start hanging out again. Well, then the other couple found out and then they like literally right after we accepted the fact that this friendship was probably not, it was like over mm-hmm. I literally get a text yesterday about like seeking clarity and things like that. And it's like, I'm, I'm fine to have a conversation, but are you willing to stay in that conversation? Even if it gets a little uncomfortable, because I think as adults, it's really easy for us to just go, I don't want I don't want anything to do with this conversation. It's uncomfortable, which is fine. No one has to be in a conversation. But I guess it depends on like does a conversation with a friendship ending need to happen? I think it depends on how quickly 
the friendship fizzles and how long if it, it was naturally on. yes is it a natural fizzle is it a forced fizzle right and i think yours was probably more of a forced fizzle mm-hmm. than like something that just happened yeah yeah it was it was very interesting but i say all that to say like i got to a point just here over the last two weeks to where i realized like wow because i have this thing to where i want to let people know that they hurt me mm-hmm. like i yeah, yeah you, you do you hurt me i need to let you know that i'm hurt and i have also made statements in the past like it's I t- how they feel is not that's not on me. Like they're in charge of their own emotions. Can you see the, the conflict, like the very blind spot in me to where I just had the realization two weeks ago. So I was like, wow, why do I want to let them know this? They hurt me. They're not responsible for how you're feeling. feeling. And it was just like the minute that that clicked, it was like this huge weight off my shoulder. And I'm like, that's not on them. That's on me. And then it was like, I don't need to have a conversation. I'm good. And it's just so ironic that like now, but adulting friendships is hard. It's so hard. And I think it's really hard for brides when they start planning their wedding. They start like, they choose their people out of excitement. They make, they're like, oh my God, I just got engaged. And then, you know, their friends are like at the party that's planned at home. They're like, oh my God, will you be my bridesmaid? And they're super stoked about it. And they're super excited. Uh, And then there's like a year and a half, a year, you know, two years. And, some cases to where it's like someone makes a commitment and accepts something, but you know, it's not the commitment to be a bridesmaid now in 2022 comes with a lot more than it did in 2012. So 10 years ago. Yes. I mean, even five years ago. Okay. Let's talk about what being a bridesmaid or groomsman used to mean. Okay. Mainly a bridesmaid. Cause I feel like groomsman duties have probably stayed relatively the same. (laughs) Honestly, throw a shitty bachelor party for real. Like just something (laughs) where we can all just like go be guys without the girls like nagging and saying, help me do dishes. Yep. Um, let's talk about what that looked like, like 10 years ago. So I was a bridesmaid back in 20. I think I was a, for the bridesmaid for the very first time in 2013, 2014, wow. 2014. I was the bridesmaid for the first time, I think. So what you would have been like, how old? 22 or 23. Okay. Yeah. That sounds right. So I, and that's probably relatively close, right? Cause that means yeah. like my friends were 22 yep. or 23. And that's typically the, when most people start having friends getting married, you know, there might be a random that got married. Like my, Ashley Nola, my business partner, she got married at 19. That is wild. I know, right? That is so it is. I'm, wild. I think they got engaged at, oh gosh, I'm going to say this all wrong, but I'm like pretty certain she got married at 19. I need to ask her to tell her story Her story because I don't know any of it. We'll do it. I'd we'll be do super it. Curious. Okay. Anyway. So, so anyways, first one, my first one is around 2013. Yeah. And Which is when we got married, by the way. Okay, so yeah. this will probably be similar. We did a bachelorette party here in town. It was mm-hmm. like a one-night thing. Yep. And it, we, it was themed. And like it was a Great Gatsby themed. So we all got dressed up and we went out to like the downtown district and all got drunk and stayed at a hotel in town. Yeah. And we decorated the hotel a little bit. So it was, you know, party favors were um, from Spencer's. And, you know, they weren't... Yep cute they were probably the opposite of cute probably penis (laughs) probably penis parties um 
So that was, you know, it was the thing. And like the theme was Great Gatsby. So we kind of went with that a little bit color wise. But otherwise, there wasn't much that was fancy. There might have been like a hanging sparkly backdrop that we could take a photo in front of. Gotcha. But the hotel was where we were just going to crash because we were drunk. Yes. From spending a night together out in the town. And after the bachelor at party, there's the bridal shower. Uh I had nothing to do with that because that's typically thrown by a mother. Yeah. I felt like that used to be more like family related. And then I had to show up to the wedding and I got... You had to maybe go to a dress fitting. I did. No. Yes. No. See, I barely remember. I do think I went to her dress fitting. No, no. Like like you had to go get your dress fitted. Yes. And I did go to one of her dress appointments, but I think I was the only one to go to a dress appointment. And it was just so like I could go see the dress. And I think she might have went and picked it out with her mom. And so then I did the... I maybe bought my dress... And then our friend did our hair and our makeup. I I did makeup, I want to say. I think I did makeup on everybody. And then we went to the wedding. And that was it. So a total of how many hours would you have to say? I don't know. Not very many. Not very many. Like I was the maid of honor and I threw the bachelorette party. And for back then, like, again, they were not extravagant. I probably planned it in a weekend. I probably forked over most of the cash and I had people bring me some money Yeah, and it was simple, you know, like I don't remember stressing simple, out over it. Local. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, now in 2022, now in 2022, we, we had Pinterest then, but now we have Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok, all of these places where we want to show our best, self and we're doing keeping up with the joneses like this party isn't just for us to be together this party is to show everybody else that we had the best time ever and taking photos is fun isn't that so i don't know i i understand and i do it to some extent too i document a lot of things in our life but it's like also i'm hearing you describe this experience from 2012 and i'm like wow that sounds like a pretty great experience. It was fun. It was so fun. And now it's like, if it's not cute enough, I feel like maybe I'm the failure because mm. we are the ones planning it. And if we don't go to Las Vegas, Nashville, Dallas, Dallas a is big not city. Austin. Like if we don't yeah. go to one of these like bachelorette party hubs, then we're doing our friend a disservice. When I didn't want a bachelorette party because I don't want people to make a fuss over me. And it's a so lot of money. My friends threw one for me, mm-hmm. but it was local. Yeah. And I love games. So we went to the alley and chicken and pickle and we went out to dinner and then we all stayed at a hotel together. And granted, like four of them were pregnant. So <laughs> it, was a, it was a much <laughs> it was, different It was situation. a little more tame. Yeah. But, and we went to Dave and Buster's and, but it was oh, like, that's fun. it was so fun. It was so casual. I think I have like three photos from the whole thing. Um, they did put balloons all over the hotel room, but that was that was it. And now it definitely feels like the way that you show honor to the happy couple or the bride or the groom is like doing something that is photo worthy for social media. Yeah. It's like trend worthy. And if you don't do that, then you're really failing. I mean, even my brother just got married and I was like, are you even having a bachelor bachelor party? He's like, oh, I don't know. And I said, let me throw something for you. And it was the simplest thing, but I was even stressed about it. 
And it's exactly what he told me he wanted to do, but I was just like, Was this enough? Was this enough? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like we went in through axes. They went, they had like a little party bus. We drove to Chicken and Pickle. Everybody got drunk as hell. And we rode the party bus back. And I think I went and passed out and my brother passed out. And then some of the other people kept drinking at our house and yeah. like had a fire. And I woke up the next day feeling like, oh man, that sucked. And he was like, dude, that was so much fun. But it, it, he's also not a big social media guy either. So like, had there been an emphasis on that, I can't imagine what it's like for women. Yeah. You know, and brides. Yeah. So I think that it is this, like, I need to put on this presence that it looked so much fun or in my brain, I'm like, was it actually that much fun? If I don't have photos of it, like I went to a Backstreet Boys concert the other day and I thought to myself, I I had the time of my life, the Backstreet Boys instincts better. I don't care who argue with me on it, but I don't care who you are. Yeah. Insync is better. What you do. (laughs) (laughs) Who you are. Wait, who is that? Is that Insync or that's That's Backstreet Backstreet Boys? Boys. Yeah. Um, so I went to Backstreet Boys concert and I had the time of my life, but I even found myself thinking like, if I don't post this, people aren't going to know that I had a good time and I didn't post it. Wait, I might've posted one video. I saw something, but maybe you were tagged in it. I did make a post and I was tagged in something and I did make a post on my like private Facebook that I have like 200 friends on, Mm -hmm. but that's like for me and my memories and not for the 5,000 friends that I have on my main Facebook. Or is like, that how many there? Yeah. I there's so many people on my main Facebook. And I'm like, I, it's like work networking from all the conferences yeah. that I've gone to over the years. But, so that's why I have my little private Facebook that I can, I feel like safe posting things. Anyways, point is. That's good. I remember having that thought of like, if I don't post about it, people won't know that I had a, like I'm having a fun time or I'm having a good, or whatever. And like, I immediately scrunched the thought, but the fact that that thought crossed my mind is just me being vulnerable and honest of the thoughts that we all have. Yeah. Right? So would we both agree then that like social media has added this additional pressure to bridesmaids, maybe groomsmen, but let's mostly be honest, bridesmaids. M- mostly bridesmaids. Like has it really set a culture to where bridesmaids are expected to do way more today than they were 10 years ago? 100%. I even like to say yes to the dress, right? Yeah. Everybody going to the appointment, which granted, sure, have everybody go to the appointment. But I'll tell you, if you have every single person go to your appointment. Oh, you're going to get like 10 different voices of feedback. Mm-hmm. You're going to be that? overwhelmed. It's not the greatest thing ever. But if that's what you want to do, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just harder. But there's all of these things that have perpetuated these events in the wedding industry that make you feel like if you don't do it that way, then you're missing out on something. Yeah. And I think that that's it is like, as the bride, you feel like you might be missing out because you didn't go to Vegas or you didn't go to Nashville. You didn't go to, there's like somewhere in the Northeast. I can't remember. Is it like, I want to call it Atlantis, but it's definitely not Atlantis. That's in the Bahamas. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Atlantic City. That's it. Oh, Atlantic City. Um, okay. Yeah. Things like that. Like, Wait, isn't that like old Vegas, Atlantic City? I, yes, I like think so. like the Vegas so. of the East? I think it's the Vegas of the East. It's definitely not the same. I don't know. Anyways. Anyways. Okay. So. So you think you're missing out on something if you don't get that or you don't get the full experience because of what you see on social media from other people posting. You're like, they did that. I didn't. So. I'm missing out. At this point, we I want to make this statement like we're always pro bride. Always. Like this, this podcast is extremely pro you who is getting married. Mm-hmm. 
we're going to say something that maybe this conversation is is a little more geared to like pro bridesmaid being pro bridesmaid chris is saying it so gently yeah and and so i'm even thinking of titling this episode something like cut your bridesmaid some slack or cut your wedding party some slack like this whole episode was inspired by a post that Ashley saw blow up in a Facebook thread. And the TLDR of the post was the bridesmaid or the bride was frustrated uh, with some of her wedding party. And she was considering and, or wanting to kick someone out of the wedding party because they just didn't seem really into it. They weren't excited enough. They, uh, yeah, I mean, not into it is right. She says, it could be me. I just don't feel it. Yeah. And so... You read, you would, this is in a group where there are many, many, many people who are planning a wedding wedding, and many people who have already planned a wedding are still in this group. You would hear this and think that like the response is like, yeah, yeah, kick her out, blah, blah, blah. But what was the response? Like overwhelmingly. Overwhelmingly. It's like, what, what are you expecting from your bridesmaid, bridesmaids, actually plural. And it's like the... This day is about you. It's the most important day of your life, but it's not the most important day of theirs. And we need you to hear that. That while this is the most important day of your life, yet. it is, yes, I love that. I love yet. that addition. It is yet. the most important part of, it's the most important day of your life yet, but it is not the most important day of theirs and they love you deeply. Yeah. And that doesn't, uh, yeah, that's so spot on. Like that doesn't mean they don't like you. That doesn't mean they're not excited for you. That doesn't mean that they wish you didn't ask them to be in the wedding or that they regret it. But guys, I think we can all agree that like we're asking our bridesmaids to do so much mm-hmm. to do the big picture perfect thing and to take the trip for the bridal party and then to get, you know, what if they don't have paid time off and then they're spending additional money to get there and then they're buying your drinks the day and then they got to buy an outfit for the weekend and then they got to buy a swimsuit for the weekend and then they got it like all the things. And then that's just the start of it. Like so, so, so much on top of all of the expectations and then on top of even the wedding day and everything that's there. I think we should show our wedding parties some grace and cut them some slack. Yeah. I've seen through all the mediums of my wedding addiction when it comes to (laughs) watching just wedding horror stories and yeah, you really are in all of like the threads. Oh yeah. All watching. I love them. It's like, I love watching it burn. What? Yeah. I like, it's like when you, you know, train wrecks, yeah, like you can't, you can't look, look away. away. Yeah. Like I love watching it burn. I don't want anybody. That's why I have this podcast. I don't want people's to burn, but like, I don't want people's to burn. That was, I don't want people's wedding day to burn. Right. Yeah, but if it's already either. burning, I want to know what happened. Tell me after, like, let's not let it burn. But I do like hearing about the chaos after the fact. And I'm like, Ooh, let's learn from you. Do you like watching Facebook fights happen online? Like, are like people getting into it? Like, Oh really? yeah, I live in comment threads. So uh, yeah, because I know sometimes you lurk in my comment threads. I do. I can see like liking things and yes. stuff like that. Because I can't say it. Yeah. Right? I can't say whatever it is that I'm thinking. But if someone says what I'm thinking, I like them, and I'm like, "Hey, you antagonizer, human that's being an a hole. Look how many people have liked this person's comment." Like, did you you're see? Wrong. This is so random. Did you see the big Norton's thing that blew up here? No. There was like a a big. There was a someone who posted something about. 
an altercation that happened at Norton's Brewery. Okay. And they posted on Facebook saying that they were shoved, were calling for heads to roll, but they were shoved by a wait staff. All this stuff, they called for video to be shown. Norton's like got involved and started posting things and posting the actual security cam footage. It like got like hundreds of shares and it was like rotating and circulating. It was like crazy. No, and you had like wait staff like arguing with like the people. It was nuts. I I followed the thread, right? And I read all of the comments. Yes. Yeah. Oh, like during political season, I have to delete my Facebook because otherwise, I get so mad at random people on the internet for the yeah, things that they I say. Just I like, yeah. So I, I have to refrain from clicking on comment threads because that's where the, that's where the magic happens inside of a comment is, thread. Yeah. Well, or like, like the train TikToks, wreck. like the funniest part of TikToks sometimes isn't 100% the TikToks, it's the it's comments. The funny shit that people say. Yes. I laugh harder sometimes at the comments that I do. Like people are so funny. Yeah, they are. They're witty. Yeah, they are. And I love it. Yes. Anyways. Anyways. All of this to say, um, friendships are hard. Being a bridesmaid in 2022 is hard. We should cut people slack. There is a, like, is, should every bride, no, how do I want to, how do I want to ask this? I guess I wanted to ask the question, like, is it possible that some people just shouldn't have a wedding party purely because they're going to be disappointed no matter what? Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you want to protect your mental health, think about it like, like I hate my birthday. Yes. Because I am, and I'm kind of this way about like holidays as well. Like I kind of dread New Year's and I dread my birthday. Why do you dread New Year's? Because I, well, I had a really lame boyfriend when I was in like post, like in high school and early college years. And he like ditched me almost every single New Year's. No. Why I stayed with him, I don't know. Don't do that. Don't stay with the guy who ditches you on New Year's. But I stayed with what? this guy for like seven years. And he ditched me almost every single New Year's. And I was like so looking forward to them. And I would like make all these plans and buy cute clothes to like go to the party. And then he, and then he would ditch you. He would ditch me. He like I would either go, go to the party by myself or he would go somewhere and wouldn't text me back. Oh, it was so bad. Dude. So, so now you're like, fuck New Year's Eve. Now I don't, I don't like do no New Year's party. Yeah, I don't like making. Then it's this probably. I have a lot of like built up. I I want to say it's trauma, but it's. I mean, I guess it could be. It could be little t trauma. Yeah, like I have like built responses to situations based on that relationship. Yeah, trauma responses. And I mean, we started dating when I was 14, so I was still developing. And so I was developing a lot of coping mechanisms through this relationship. And so I think that's why I don't look forward to my birthday and I don't look forward to New Year's because I would make these plans and get really excited about them and then get let down. So now I'm like, if I just don't make the plans, I won't get let down. So I don't. And... I think about like a wedding party in that way too, which I also did not have. <laughs> and I didn't want a bachelorette party, right? right. Like are we seeing you this common thread? Okay, yeah. So I think that with a wedding party, it's asking yourself before you ask the people that you want to be a part of your day why you want them to be a part of your day. Like we bring everything back to this why. Like why are you having a wedding in the first place? Why are you having a wedding party in the first place? Well, let's even just look like they're not called wedding servants or wedding slaves. They're called wedding party. Like 
and it feels like a lot of times there's a lot more serving that's going on than partying. Like, like if you have any, uh, if you have any other expectations other than I just want you to support me and to be there with me, you really need to communicate those expectations very clearly and let people know like, Hey, here's what I'm asking of people. Here are the expectations. I expect this, this, and this and say, I want you to take a week to think about it. And then I'm going to reach back out to you. You have like, and I'm just going to let you know, like, these are the expectations. If you don't feel like you can commit to this right now, there is no, no hard feelings and like thoroughly meaning there's no hard feelings or being like, these are the expectations and then allowing them to respond and being like, yes, I can go to your bachelorette party, but I live on the other side of the country. And so I'm not going to be able to make your bachelorette party, bridal shower and dress appointments, but I will be able to make it to your bachelorette. I will prioritize that. Yeah. Cause just think like, I think there was a statistic that the average person spends a thousand dollars going to a wedding between travel, attire, gift, like all the all encompassing that invitation. And that's not even like being a wedding party member. That's just like a guest attending a wedding. It's going to cost them like a thousand bucks to attend this wedding. And I think that's having the leniency and understanding like they're a lot, they have a life, like they have work, they're nurses, they're teachers, they're, they, parents, they yeah. don't have PTO, their parents, they can't get sitters for their kids yep. and like, or they're pregnant and like, God, they're just going through it in their own mental health and life is hard. Like, I think, I think people secretly get excited to be asked to, or they, they are excited to get asked to be in a oh, wedding Oh, for party. sure. Very honored. But then they are also secretly dreading it because they know like, this person's going to ask a lot of me and I honestly just don't have the space to do all of the things, but I can do some of the things. Yeah. I think that knowing ahead of time what you expect of your wedding party will be really beneficial in your friendship oh, and for sure. being upfront about it because I think that, you know, this is another thing brides are doing now is like they're giving like bridesmaids gifts upon uh-huh. a, on the wedding day and when asking. It's like a cute, it's like a it's cute so box cute. with a, you know, personalized things yeah. and a cute candle and a, you know, whatever. And I think that that's really great. I think that also including or before giving and spending that money on that being like, Hey, I'm thinking about, you know, like these are the things that I'm expecting of my wedding party. Like I'd really, these are the things that are going to happen. And I'd really like you to be as a part of as many as possible. And then being honest with yourself in being like, they have a life they might not be able to be at these things and that's okay. Like, is that worth them like losing this friendship over? Because the thing that we're seeing is people are wanting to unask wedding party members because they're disappointed by their lack of involvement or lack of like showing excitement. When we, we do need to remember, like we've said this already, this is the most important day of your life yet, but it's not the most important day of theirs and that's okay. Yeah. And I think another really crappy thing for as a bride is when you've put so much effort in on all of your friends' weddings and maybe you're the last to get married, like me, right? Uh, you're the last to get married. I never even thought about this. And nobody is putting any effort into yours because they've all done it. Yeah. And like they all have now their lives and their husbands and their jobs and their careers and like getting married is so the last thing on their mind because they've done it. They're not in that stage anymore. And so the excitement isn't reciprocated as heavily as 
maybe it was for the first or second to get married. Like we've done all the bachelorette parties. We've done all the things. And so that is tough. It is hard. And it's really hard when you know, you've put in all that effort on theirs and they they maybe aren't putting that in on you. And that can be painful, but being honest with yourself and remembering like they do have lives now. Yes, it sucks. And I think that's where maybe communicating those expectations ahead of time can help not only your own heartache, but also their frustration because that need is not being communicated. If you're just secretly being like, they're not putting forth the effort I wanted instead ahead of time communicating like, Hey, I'm really excited about this. I know we've done all the weddings already. This is what I really want. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so true. Instead of like just secretly hoping back that people can read your mind, like just tell people like, Hey, this is what I'd really like. Like, yeah, I think that will save you a lot of disappointment. Mm -hmm. Now, if they don't follow through with that, that's also going to be sad. But like, I think you're a lot more likely to get what you want. Like in some instances, it was really great to have my brother tell me just what he wanted for his, and then even for on his wedding day, like, this is how you can help. Like, this is what I want you to do. And then it's just like, okay, yeah, I can do that. That's great. Mm -hmm. Versus like trying to guess. Yeah. Um, and be like, are they going to throw me a bachelorette party out of the city? Like, I really want a bachelorette party out of the city. Yeah. But then if there's one random person who can't go to the bachelorette party out of the city, not getting mad at them because they can't. Yeah. Like, they might have fine. Oh, I saw something the other day. And this was, again, about a wedding party. And she was really upset because her cousin was in her wedding. And okay. she asked her, like, six months prior. And then two months or so before the wedding, the cousin had to drop out of the wedding, which is a really massive bummer, but it was because her cousin or friend, I don't remember who it was. We're going to go with cousin. Her cousin's nephew was graduating that day. And she's like, and they live like three hours away. And so the cousin was like, I've got to be there for my nephew's graduation. That took priority over the wedding. And that's a really hard decision to make. Yeah. And you don't, I don't know how close that, person is to their nephew but I mean I don't have a super strong relationship with my aunts and uncles just because we always lived super far away from each other but I know some people do yeah and like that means a lot to an aunt or an uncle to see that person so like that's a really life what I'm boiling this all down to is like life Life happens happens. yes 100% and we just have to understand that this isn't like, I don't want this to feel like, you know, our listeners are in the principal's office, but we just wanted to present a different side, you know, like the side of the bridesmaid and the side of like, there could be a lot going on in their own life that they honestly aren't telling you because they don't want to be a damper during this season of your mm-hmm. life. Like you never know what someone is going through. Um, some people are just really private people Mm -hmm. and some people don't want to burden you with all of the information. And you know, that has nothing to do with you and everything to do with just what they're going through. Yeah. We're giving a lot of benefit to the doubt to the bridesmaids, but like, let's be honest. Sometimes we've also had the conversation that like, yeah, sometimes people are shitty and sometimes you should have that conversation and you should kick people out. But we wanted to present a different side because this was a theme like that was brought up in this post. And that phrase of like, this is the best day of your life yet, but this isn't the best day of theirs. Like, I hope that that like catches some of you. Yeah. They're there to support you. And I think whenever I've accepted the opportunity to be a bridesmaid, 
That is like my priority is I am going to be there to support you. I will be there to go grab your bouquet. I will be there to do whatever to put fires out on the wedding day so you don't see them. Yep. I will also be there at your bachelorette party and I will go to as many fittings as I can make it to. You know, like I think everybody's intention is most of the time a good one. So I think what we can do to eliminate heartache on your side as the bride is to wait to ask your bridesmaids. How long do you think people should wait? I think until they're ready to start planning. So, you know, if you're in a two-year engagement, let's not ask our wedding party at year two before <laughs> the wedding. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think you start doing bridesmaidy things and start looking for dresses and stuff like eight months to a year before, sometimes six months before. Like, And if you want bridesmaids to come with you to those appointments or... Because even a year is a long time for like someone who like things Friendships happen. Change. Friendships change. Especially when you're getting married young. And there's like, that's such, that's a lot of conflict and heartache if you do lose a friendship and then have to kick them out of your wedding. Like that's a lot of unnecessary, potentially unnecessary drama that you're having to endure Instead of just like putting the brakes on asking bridesmaids right away, right when you get engaged, your friends will still be excited for you with or without the title of bridesmaid. And if you're not asking anybody yet, nobody's feelings are hurt. Yeah. And so I think like pump the brakes on that exciting part and like let that come in a little bit. Like enjoy this with your person, with your partner. Enjoy being engaged before wrapping in the wedding party planning Mm -hmm. team, which is like your friends. I think that can help a lot of heartache. And then just list asking yourself what your expectations of them are yeah. and why you're having a wedding party in the first place. Is it so they're supporting you? Is it so they're, they'll plan you an epic party? Is it so you have, you know, really cute photos? Like, I mean, I mean this genuinely, like ask yourself, why do I want a wedding party? And then that way you can set up expectations that match like that why. wedding party, why? Yeah. Like, why do I have, why, why, because I... Again, I want to echo, like, they're not your servants. Like, they're not there to just do all of your centerpiece crafts with you. Will some of them do that? Oh, my God. Some of them will be all about it. What did you oh. see? Did you hear, read a percentage or something about, like, the, the uh, statistic? We, yeah, we just saw something, and it was, like, 20% of your bridesmaids will be, like, super thrilled. Yeah. And so, then the other 80% have lives and they're like super busy people. So if you have 10 bridesmaids, it's a lot. That's a massive it's bridesmaids ton. party. Just easy math. Two of them are going to be all about it. Your ride or dies. Yeah. Super pumped. Yeah. Like I would say that I had a friend that had like six bridesmaids and two of them were like, let's fold these invitations and write these invitations out and like, do this extra stuff with you because and, then the rest were just busy. And then we shouldn't like assign labels like, oh, these two are good bridesmaids and no, the no, others no. are bad. These are my crafty bridesmaids who really enjoy this. Yes. Like they they don't look at this like it's work. They look at this part like it's fun. That's like that's like loving one child more because they clean their room and the other one doesn't clean their room. Like that's just kind of fucked up. Like you should really just Anyone who is giving you their time, some of their resources to be at multiple events, like you mean something to them Mm -hmm. and you just have to trust that. Mm -hmm. Granted, we don't know your exact situation. It could be something different. We're just trying to speak to showing people some grace, cutting them some slack. Yeah. And hopefully saving friendships and frustration and yeah. And then always, I'm always so pro conversation. Have a conversation with people. 
even in this text message that I told talked about where my friend just messaged me and was like, you know, just after we had moved on, one of the things that this person said was, why did it take so long for us to have this conversation? Like, I wish we would have had this sooner, you know? So it, it always will serve you well to have the conversation sooner rather than later. Um, and it does, you don't have to be a butthole. You can just say, Hey, here's how I'm feeling to be an emotionally in tune and stable adult means to be able to communicate how you are feeling at a nice level base and not flying off the handles and yelling at someone and being, you know, making accusations and stuff like that. Just talk. Just talk, communicate. Communicate. This is going to help. Like we started this off with like, just communicate with your person. Mm-hmm. Just communicate with your friends. It, it's the best thing that you can do rather than make a bunch of assumptions. Like they hate you or they don't care. Mm-hmm. Just talk to people. Nine. I mean, I really do believe that we fabricate. Well, we make assumptions. Yeah. In our we brain. make assumptions that lead us down a rabbit hole. That's like, maybe some of them are close. Maybe some of them are spot on, but I bet more of them are wrong than right. Yeah. You know, like in the grand scheme of if you're looking at percentages and things like yeah. that. Yeah. I, and I've seen recently, I had like a couple of big wedding parties and I remember one of my brides in the beginning being really nervous because she was going to ask like 10 people and she's like, I'm really nervous about asking 10 people, but I cannot narrow my friends down. And her wedding ended up going off without a hitch. It was great. Really? It was phenomenal. That's really cool. I was so happy that that ended up happening because I remember being really weary because that many personalities, but there wasn't a lot of pressure on what your responsibilities are going to be. So there wasn't a lot of heartache or resentment or conflict building up. Okay. It was just be there with me. Like, I want you to be one of those people that's with me the day of like, just be there. And they were, and it was such a blast. I mean, have you heard brides yell? At their wedding party, like to go and do things or to stop doing that or to like, because I have. I was going to say probably. Like. Nothing that's coming to my brain right now. It, And then you have the ones where they're just like, my party's going to be here for me when I walk down the aisle and that's all that matters. Yep. You know. And Literally. Like, no one wants to be around the uptight friend and you could be the uptight friend. <laughs> like, I don't know. Just let people live. You live. Just showing you guys some tough love today. Yeah. We love you. We do love you. And your friends love you. But you kind of... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> None of you are being this way. Yeah. I just... This is a theme I've been seeing multiple posts about wedding parties. I think it's honestly just because you have to manage a lot of other people. Oh, it's so true. And by managing all of those personalities, I think that why that is such a top piece of conflict for people is just I have to manage six, four eight personalities and women and it's a lot well you can never control people no like you can't make them do anything Mm-mm. and if you make someone do something and as a as an adult they're gonna have a bad attitude about it yeah maybe like write a list on your like your notes app and like look at it I'll, anytime you're getting frustrated with somebody from your wedding party and make that list and be like at the very beginning before you even ask them and your emotions are not high like what is it that i expect of them And then whenever you start to get frustrated at them or feel your resentment, go back to that list and be like, is, are they doing anything on this list? Do you know what I mean? Like, are they, this list is, I want them to show up to my wedding. I want them to show up to at least one of my wedding gatherings. And I want them to support me the day of my wedding and have a really good time. 
and then they're like texting you saying, I can't help you lick invitations. And you're like, okay, well that wasn't an expectation that I had inside of my head for them. So really I should let go of that resentment. Damn. Damn. That is good. That is good stuff. That is good stuff. That is good stuff. Tough love, guys. Hopefully, hopefully this left you feeling contemplative. Just contemplate. Like just just think. think. Just thinking about it. Thinking about your friends, appreciating your friends for what they've done, appreciating also, them for what they're going to do. It goes a long way to thank people. Hey, thank you for doing this with me. Like... Instead of, I know this is a lot. I know that you had to take off work to come to this appointment with me. And I really, really appreciate you doing this with me. Yeah. I think that's it though. I think that's it. Thanks guys for joining us this week and we will see you next week. Bye. See ya.